What do you do when you don't know the answer? Today on Communication on Point, we're talking about those moments where we feel like we're put on the spot. We have this sense that we should know the answer and people are asking us, but we're not quite sure what to do. Today we're talking about what do we do when we don't know what to say. Hi, I'm your host, Dean Hefta, and this program is designed to bring insights and tools that help us to increase our leadership and improve our communication. Let's get started. So, you know that moment where you're put on the spot, you feel your temperature rise, your palms get sweaty, you feel like you should know the answer that somebody is asking you, but you're not quite sure what it is. Maybe you've taken on a project and you're pulling the team together and you're getting the conversation going and people start peppering you with questions and you feel in the spotlight and you don't know what to do. You feel embarrassed maybe or, or you just wish you could escape. And one of the things that we can think about in those moments is what do we do? How do we prepare ourselves and how do we observe ourselves when we find ourselves in those places and those spaces where we don't have the answer? And what I want to begin with is taking a moment to think about ourselves, because each of us are going to deal with it in different ways. Some of us might say, I've never had that experience. I always know what to say. I always have the answer. I'm always in control. Hey, and that's great. But, you know, the space of uncertainty is where our greatest growth and the greatest learning and the most important place for us to be spending time in our organization or, or maybe in our relationships, wading out into those waters of uncertainty. That means that we're going to find ourselves beyond our level of knowledge. And being prepared to navigate in those waters can help us to uncover some of those things that we're looking at. So let's talk about what are some of the things that people might do when they feel that uncertainty, where they feel like they should have an answer. Well, some some of us might just freeze. (laughs) You get that deer in the headlights. They're just staring, locked up, unsure what to say. So we might freeze. Uh, Maybe somebody else whines and says, well, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, nobody told me the answer to this. You know, we, we get to get to whining and complaining like, well, I mean, I didn't even want this job to to lead this conversation. They made me do it, right? So we can start deferring it to others. Maybe we be begin doubting ourselves, becoming apologetic, saying, oh, you know, that's a great question. I I, I, sh- I really should know the answer to that. And I, I'm so sorry that I don't. I, I feel bad, right? So we begin doubting ourselves and losing our authority in that position. Maybe we get defensive, like, well, what are you asking me that for? I mean, you should know that answer. You know, begin defending ourselves, or maybe attacking, right? Oh, you know, what are you getting at? We we move into this combative mode. Or or maybe we just deflect the question, ignore it, um, answer with an answer that has nothing to do with the question and leave people confused can feel like politicians are great at that. And um, none of those really contribute to the healthy strengthening of the connection with the people around us and moving us closer to uncovering or solving the challenge that's at hand. And so what do we do instead? Well, one of the things is take a moment and reflect, how do you respond 
when you find yourself in that moment where you feel like you should know the answer, somebody puts you on the spot. What's your tendency behaviorally? And then as you reflect on that, what's really going on? Like there's some expectation that you have for yourself or for how others should or shouldn't be handling themselves. There's a, a belief about what you should be delivering or what they shouldn't be asking. You know, what's going on there as you think about that? And does that, if you, if you wrestle with that, does that lead you to avoid situations where you might not know the answer? So this can be a challenge for us in many different arenas. We might find ourselves changing jobs, changing roles, even within a company, moving to a different department. And if we've been at a previous uh, division for many years and we've developed expertise and we know all of the corners and all the ins and all the outs, we're used to knowing the answer. And it can be new territory if we move to a different division, a different company, and we realize we don't have the answer. And it can feel like there's this muscle that we haven't developed, this this muscle of ignorance. And the reality is if we shift our mindset and say, wow, this is an amazing opportunity for me to learn something new, learn something fresh, you know, be humble and, and connect with others, the odds are when people ask a question, they aren't expecting me off the top of my head to have the answer. And, and they're they're okay with having dialogue about it. So as we find ourselves in those situations, we can give ourselves permission to navigate those waters in maybe different ways than we have uh, previously. And there's, there's three that I think about uh, that may fit different situations that you find yourself in that can help us to maintain our confidence in our in our position, in, in where we are in that conversation and what our intent is that we're trying to uncover, what we're trying to solve, uh, without resorting to, you know, maybe making up an answer just to appease people. Because over the course of time, over that arc of, of time, if we get a reputation for just making things up, well, people are, we're going to lose our authority, we're going to lose our influence, we're going to lose our credibility, and once we've lost our credibility, it's very difficult to regain. And, and so we have to reflect on it. If I'm one that feels compelled to have an answer, no matter how incorrect it might be, what's going on there? You know, what, what is it that I'm trying to convey to others around me? So let's talk about three approaches that um, you might find helpful in those situations where you just don't know. The first one is... I, I call it get curious. Get curious and ask. So somebody might say, you know, what's the, uh, you know, what's the software that we're going to be um, installing in this division now as as we're talking about these changes? And to you, it's like, well, you you don't have the answer, and you know it hasn't been selected yet. You can get curious and say, well, that's part of this process. We're looking. Uh, at that through this. Um, I'd be curious if, you know, what experience have you had with softwares or things that you want to make sure that um, any new software or change to the software is able to do. So you see, suddenly I get curious and say, here is somebody who is interested in the topic to the degree that they are willing to ask a question. That's actually a good sign. Like they're, they're engaged, even if I might be annoyed by the question. 
And I can turn it into an opportunity to understand through that engagement. So saying, okay, instead of getting angry, I can get curious. What do you see? What's important to you? Uh, Are there softwares that you've heard of that we should be considering? Now suddenly I can begin drawing them into the conversation and into the topic and looking at them as a source of insight. But that only happens if I'm sincerely curious about their perspective. This can't be some pandering to appease them and and people are going to see through that, right? If it's a sincere curiosity, then people are going to appreciate that. And that might uncover insights that completely change our understanding of the situation. So having that dialogue and, and having that curiosity as a part of it can give us the confidence to know we don't have to have the answer, but we can get curious in this conversation. So that's one of them. Another one that can be helpful is expanding the topic. That could be um, expanding the size of the question that's being asked. You could say more context, or it could be expanding the horizon of the question, the, the, the time that it's containing. And here's what I mean by that. So somebody, let's go back to the software question. They say, you know, what's the software that we're going to be installing? Well, I might ask them to elaborate, you know, expand on, okay, um, thanks for asking. Give me a little bit more picture that when you say the software choice, uh, expand on the scope that you're that you have in mind that the software would cover, right? So I'm asking them to elaborate because if I just give them an answer to the question, I'm making a lot of assumptions. The only way I can answer that is I'm making many assumptions of what they mean by their question. And so if I ask for an expansion in um, in the scope or maybe in the time, that is, Okay, so over the next, um, say, 24 months, you know, what are some of the capabilities that you see are going to be important? Right? So I'm, I'm wanting them to think more broadly and bigger and more deeply so that I can get a better understanding of what is it that they're really trying to, to, to get at and trying to answer. Because keep this in mind, most of the time, people aren't asking the question to what they really want to know. Now, I'm not suggesting that they're being tricky or or trying to pull a fast one. What I'm saying is they may not have really thought through what they really want to know. And by getting them to expand and engaging with them in the question, we might be able to get to the real understanding of what their concern is, what their hope is, what their desire is, what their uncertainty is, rather than just giving a stock answer to a simple question that maybe doesn't really get to what they want. So that's the second one. The third one is what I call commend and commit. So commend and commit is um, commending them for the question. Um, And this is sincerely, like that's a great question. You hear this in good podcast interviews where the guest will acknowledge, ooh, that's a, that's a good question. So they're commending the interviewer. And then the second piece of that is saying, you know, off the top of my head and in the notes that I have, I don't have the answer to that. But here's what I can commit to. Uh, I've got a couple of people that I'll be talking to this afternoon. I'll bring that topic up with them uh, in our meeting. 
And what you can expect from me is tomorrow, you're going to hear from me. Even if I haven't gotten an answer yet, I'm going to give you an update based on this question so you know what I've found out so far. Does that work for you? So I'm going to check in to, to confirm that that's okay. So I'm acknowledging, hey, this is this is a good question. It's, it's a question that I hadn't um, considered. I appreciate you asking it, so I'm commending them. And then... I'm making a commitment. I'm going to circle back around. I'm going to I'm going to give you a follow-up. And this helps to build that credibility because now I'm setting myself up to make a promise back to them and fulfill it. And that can be helpful whether I find myself in a sales position and, and I'm talking to a prospect, working with a team, you name it. There is a tremendous amount of value in being able to say, I don't know because that takes humility. Here's what I'm going to do that adds clarity, and here's what you can expect next. And once I follow through, that solidifies trust. And so looking at those places and spaces and moments where we sense that we should have an answer and being able to step back and be aware of what are my tendencies when I get into those situations and how can I be more prepared How can I respond in a way that is helpful for the person who's asking and for the group? And think about these different ways, whether it's getting curious to understand more, whether it's expanding on the question that's being asked so you understand better, or acknowledging that's a great question and I don't have an answer to it, but here's what you can expect from me. These are tools that maybe can help you when you find yourself in those situations of uncertainty. I appreciate you joining me on this week's episode. Hopefully there's something that you can put to work right away. And if you have any thoughts or topics, be sure to send me an email. Um, Send it to dean at clarisresults.com. That's C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Take care.